For full accident management support, including motor replacement, repairs and personal injury compensation claims, just search G4 Claims today. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. I am joined by Scotland's hottest musician, Connor Fife. How's it going? 15 year old. Hi. When did we meet? Oh, I, mean, I think it was 10 or 11. <laughs> yeah. Ages ago, anyway. It seems for those that are, are watching or listening to this, maybe don't know who Connor is. In my opinion, Connor is the best young musician in Scotland at the moment. And that's not me putting any pressure on you. <laughs> that is a fact. No, oh, I appreciate that. No, it's a, it's a good title we have, but no. As we sit and record this, it's June 2022. You've got Transmit coming up next month in July. You're the youngest yeah. musician ever to play it. What a buzz, eh? I definitely man. It's uh kind of shivers I can it, man. It's just no even nerves, do you know what I mean? It's just like it's one of the, I mean, it's pretty much the biggest thing you can do in Scotland and unless it's a big headline, do you know what I mean? It's the biggest festival, so you can only really go up stages and start with you and hopefully go up the stages, man. But it's funny because when when I was younger, I'm sure my age now, when I was younger it was like all the bands wanted to play tea in the park. Aye, definitely. And now it's transmitted. Eh? See, I, I still wouldn't rule that out in my brain. I still want to play tea in the park, even though it's not a hound, do you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. when I look at it, I just go, oh, it's just... It's so iconic, isn't it? It just looks so good, man, because I've never been to a festival where you can camp around, so I don't know that experience. Really? And my yeah. dad talks about it and stuff. Like, right. my dad was meant to go to tea in the park 2006, and I was being born. And, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, a month later or something, he was fuming, so he missed it. He missed it. Ah, he missed it because <laughs> I was meant to be born and I was there. <laughs> That's funny. So how did how did somebody like yourself get into music? When did you start picking up the guitar, playing, singing? Yeah, I just kind of always like li- I've always listened to music. Do you know what I mean? I've always liked music, but just thought I wanted to play it. Because um, I used to hate singing, but I just wanted to play guitar. Like be like a lead guitarist or something. Oh, see when I was eight, all my music when it was like Guns and Roses and all that. Is that because so your mum and dad were into that stuff? Or? No, like, why my, my dad's kind of introduced me to some of that stuff a lot. We listen to the same music, like Pink Floyd and Radiohead and my favourite band are the Beatles, but I get a lot of that for like the whole family, like granddad and uncle. Some of them have been in bit sort of bands and stuff, but just like a couple of bands are in the place. But I just thought, when I started doing it, I was like, play guitar, gonna have to sing in us, so... <laughs> But was that? Just went for Are you nervous about that? Because I think it's easier to play, not easier to play guitar, but easier to play guitar in front of people. I know a lot of folks say that uh, it must be harder playing guitar and singing at the same time. But see, if I were to sing without my guitar on me, I'd collapse. Really? Yeah, I can't. I can't. Really? I feel pure naked if I don't have my guitar. It's weird. That's hilarious. Eh? Aye. It's almost like a shield. Aye. 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 I think so. It's not even about the nerves thing with that, but I just think. I do have music out if I've got a guitar on me because I'm better at playing guitar than I'm singing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just. It always helps as well, like if you're, I think like I probably get into music because my parents are into music, but at the time that's not how you realise that you're into it. No, I, looking back on it, it probably is that, but you think like, I don't know, I just wanted to keep going because I can't play football right now, <laughs> I'm hopeless man, so I go for it. It's funny that you say that you're into the same music as your parents, because so, I think when I was your age, I thought I was cooler than my parents and I didn't want to be into the tunes that they were into. Do you think about it like? There is not see with fair, I say this a lot, there is a lot of good music out there. Especially a lot about Scotland, I think, but what sixties and nineties and sort of stuff, it's hard to beat on it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. But only when I get a wee bit older did I start to think, do you know what they tunes are actually good and I, I can, so I can admit it. It's alright to agree with my mom. Aye. Folk I dunno, folk get some slagging on it because it's not like, as relevant anymore, but it's just better tunes than that. And I think for folk that it's not even directly, but I think folk that do music might appreciate some music more. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's not even saying that if you don't play music, you a lot of folk will appreciate it. But I think if you play an instrument or so or something like you can look at something and realise how hard that is to actually do other ways but like bands are writing tunes, you think like it's a totally different approach. Absolutely. Do you remember getting your first guitar? I do. Because see like I want to know if it's a natural talent or if you teach yourself that. We spoke about this a wee bit before we started oh, yeah, recording. Like, can you teach somebody to sing? And I think that you can teach somebody to be better at singing. Aye, that's what I'm saying. Aye, if you can't sing, you can't sing. No, you can definitely teach somebody to be better, but 
I've got pure like I've got a weird memory. Like, I might not remember things for like, last week and stuff, but I can. I've got visual memories of being like two, like that age. You know, I got my first guitar when I was like that age. Really? It was like a joke one, but it still had like proper strings on it. And that. Yeah. Like you could play it, but first proper guitar I got when I was like ten, I think, and then the acoustic Martin, Martin Smith, I think it was. Um, it's good man. I just had that for like two years as well, and then. Like started doing gigs, so I thought like it, it didn't plug in. It wasn't the same acoustic. It was just an acoustic. So we we're not gonna get my next guitar that was one. But um, when I started the first playing it, it was all yeah. I could play guitar before I got a guitar though, because mm-hmm. I was playing like other folks, like no well, but but who taught you to do that? Stuff. But well, I just kind of picked a lot up for like other people watching them play and stuff, and then they just like no even folk teaching you guitar, we just watch them and like what they're doing. But I was quite self taught, good yeah. bit. YouTube tutorials and that as well, you know, but um, sort of stuff like that. But I quite like um, learning by ear as well because listen to a lot of folks and they'll do that. And I think it gives you, if you learn by ear, you'll have a better understanding of music in the future. Because if you learn by ear, then you can play in bands and stuff, you pick stuff up easier rather than. Because I can read music a lot, you know. But so. I think that's, goes back to my original question, I think that's a natural talent. Because I there's be. so many people out there that couldn't learn by ear. Well, I've definitely, as you said, right? You might not be able to be taught how to sing, but you can talk better. Aye. I think, like, I wasn't great, but I kind of, I felt comfortable playing it already. Mm. But then, obviously, get better. So what was your tired. first gig, right? Because for yeah. those that are listening again that are watching this, we first met when you played a gig in Motherwell with the band that we were in. And I remember your mum sending me a message at the time. Yeah. And I don't know what age you were at the time, maybe 12? 11. 11. I, mean, I remember Jack Daniels on it. So yeah, this Marvel was like, this, I mother makes music, so most of the bands that are playing are over 18, it's in pubs across Aye. the town, <laughs> and I remember your mum saying, can my son come and play, he's 11, and I thought, what the fuck, you know I've never heard the, an 11 year old thing, because I'd be, I'd, I would like to be supportive and be like, oh that's brilliant new musician, see if I was running a gig and somebody was like, come away and play, I'd be like, <laughs> off away, you know what I mean, I'm not listening to some Wayne, come here and play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, do you know what I mean, but... Hopefully <laughs> you gave me the chance, and that's how you're quite lucky with that. Do you know what I mean? Because I certainly wouldn't have. But I just <laughs> thought this is amazing. I just thought, aye, aye. Like, see, the atmosphere was so good. Also, like I think was, was that, that your was, first gig? No, no. I done like that was my first. I think that was actually now that I think about proper actual booked gig. But right. I done like we open mic and stuff, and, and the downstairs I can't touch and that, but right. stuff like that. But was that the Mike Aye. Um, I think that may have been my first proper book gig, and I think the atmosphere was so good because I'm pretty sure Mother will win that day. <laughs> Mother will playing around the corner, Because right? so. uh, some of the players coming in, uh-huh. and she's a massive Mother will fan, and she was like, <laughs> make a picture of him. I was like, you didn't know who it was. No, I didn't. I wasn't even into it at the time, but. Um, I'd rather you weren't into it, but I'd rather support Rangers, but we'll not get in that I'm not with you. I'm not with you. No, uh, I remember that. Honestly, I remember it like it was yesterday. And say to your mum, aye, that's fine, we'll run it by the pub. And the pub were just a bit like, they didn't really get it either, but an 11 year old wanted to come and play uh, guitar. But just with that day, I just knew there was something, and I'm sorry to post smoke up your ass, I just knew there was something special there. Because uh, at the time you were playing covers, you probably didn't have any of your own songs. I don't have any. Aye, but the whole place was singing along. Uh, and you so totally stole the show. It was, remember it when Pure Good Day as well, because like, it does give you that boost of confidence. See when you're like young and playing, and it's no your tunes you're playing. Obviously, you're playing a cover, but even hearing folk sing that, you want to write a tune so that it's folk singing your tune. Do you know what I mean? But that gig was was class. I remember it, it was bouncing as well. Like, it was pro. I'm sure we said to you later on, like you'd done your set. And right, like, I went up again. Aye. Maybe it was in there, but I didn't listen to MDL. I was like, get that wee boy back on again. It was class, man. Aye. It was really good. I'm, I'm sure I played that. I'd done a couple of things in that Jack Daniels. I don't know if it was Marvel Makes Music again, but it was definitely mm-hmm. something else in there. Maybe I did it booking, but I update was good and that's when um quite glad I played that gig because then it was my biggest gig today and like I get asked to play it. Uh, so in Jack Daniels I was playing and Michael Ward came up to me. That's right. And he said, Oh, I'm putting on this festival. Don't say it in anybody that first thing I did on Facebook. I asked me to do that, it was like, oh, Jay Buck and Jerry Sinmore playing that, and uh, we'll get you to play it, and I thought, oh, 
because he was he's kind of well, his manager at the time and stuff you know, like, oh, it's cool man so but how like see just now if somebody said to me oh he's can play a, a gig with Jerry Cinnamon Jake Bug Kyle Faulkner it's still the same feeling man. Aye, I'd be buzzing but if I was an 11 year old boy how does that not go to your head like no wonder he was straight on Facebook no I mean no because I, I don't I'm doing it just like telling my pals you know mm-hmm. you're like or like straight up to family and that I'm like oh I'm just been asked to play this thing because I thought <laughs> thought this guy's just sitting this to know I might not actually get to play it mm-hmm. right that stuck it stuck by yeah. it it's, I suppose that's been the story throughout, you know, your career to date, isn't it? No, so I think you've got a lot of people to thank for that sort of thing, because, as I said, folk actually gave you a chance, and then you were there, like, because doing this thing at 15, like, a lot of folk haven't even started by the age, so I think it's yeah. harder to get into, but the fact that folk gave me a chance younger, I think it's, it's a big hand. Has there been any barriers with your age? 100%. Uh, really? Well, even, like, pub gigs I do, obviously, on the side, or, like, I well, you know, like stuff like that, you go to around the pub to get the point in, but a lot of them have like genuine strict rules about that. Like, it's understandable as well, though, because you can't really have, you might, you might understand if somebody's 16 or something, but at the time when you're 11, 12, mm. 13, still, I get some at 15, but yeah, so I'll be honest, though, see, see as many private gigs, like actual boot gigs and festivals and stuff, I don't think they care as much because yeah. it's like their license, it's their rules. Yeah. They can kind of do stuff, but, um, like there are some barriers for pubs and stuff. Absolutely. And I feel that since then you've just it's just been a upward trajectory. You know, it's like there's no been there's no been stopped. When did you realise that, you know, this is quite special here, you know, I'm playing big gigs. It's not just playing pubs anymore. Not even that like not even that long ago. I still daily do, do pub gigs and that, but I think I've always knew I wanted to do music, like see even if I didn't like do the physical music I wanted like event manager or work in a studio or something, you know what I mean, mm. like, just end the day with music, I want to do, but, um, it wasn't even that long ago, I felt like, when I sold at King Tut's, I thought, I could actually maybe do this for a living, like, properly, right. and that wasn't, that was just, I'd like, no, it wasn't in October, <laughs> no, it was before I was COVID, because eh? I was meant to, it was meant to be one December, and it got moved to like, June, then it got moved to October again, but, mm-hmm. Selling it out, and then when I got to the gig, and it was a sold out gig, and it was rammed. I thought, you know, as we were talking about that before, it was on a lot of folk on the showing up to gigs because they bought tickets, and then during COVID, but it was, it was just, it was packed and it was class. And some looks that wasn't even sold out, but it was like rammed, man. It was busy. Well, it must be quite frustrating for you as well. I was like, I bet you have to for school, all your pals want to come and see you, but then there's gigs that they can't get in. Well, no, do you know what? I think they almost. My pal in school started coming to gigs at like St. Luke's and that sort of stuff for Classic Grand. Right. Like, um, you got a lot of folk more now, like, you know, folk that, like, they see you're playing transmit and that, and that's no fault of their own, but once they see you're doing sort of stuff like that, they're like, well, it legitimizes it. That's quite cool. It legitimizes it for me, because no one tries what that's. Right, absolutely. Some, you can doubt yourself for sort of stuff, but then you ain't coughed. The folk in schools, are they quite supportive? Does anybody try and rip you for it? No, I would, I'd only have my pals ripping me for it, man. If it was somebody else, I wouldn't take it. But, uh, no, if my pals are ripping me for it, that's fine. But no, my pals, my pals are good. They come to the gigs and that. That's good. It. It's good. I had a, see the, the Scottish tour I put on in October. It was like, big bus of folk for Bells Hill and my pals and that. They get a bus up to Dundee and it was class. That's amazing, man. eh? That was good. Man. That's a, an interesting point because you've done that Scottish tour in October there. Mm-hmm. Was that the first time you played with a full band? No, so I done the album launch, the, the album, uh, the 29th, was on a late year, right. February 2020, and um, that was my first time playing like, in live with a full band. Because um, that's almost like a big step, you're so used to playing I on I your much own. prefer it, right. it's like... You need to know who to trust though, don't you? Ah, uh, definitely, definitely, you need to watch, because the amount of folk will say, you know, playing a band or like, manage you a little bit, um, no, I've, I've known them for ages, it's just like good band stuff and then the two on that, it just brings the tunes much more to life because I like my first album, I like the tunes that are on it, but the tunes I'm bringing out now, I think there's, I do think, like, I'm not even trying to blow my trunk, but whatever, like, I do think they're so much better, mm-hmm. like see just the way they sound and the way they're written and stuff, but when you've got that band, it's the whole, just adds to it, doesn't it? There's a chemistry there, isn't there uh, as well, eh? Uh, it's brilliant. It's funny that you say I don't want to blow my own trumpet because I feel in this industry, you kind of need to sometimes. You need you to do need to sometimes, but you don't want it too much that you start looking like Bono, man. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> it just makes you look... You know what I mean? but, um, but when Bono was younger, he was quite cool. I will. I'd argue his son's cool. 
What band is he in again? Inhaler. Inhaler. So good, man. I went to see them at the bars and they're class. It's a better singer than he's done. It must be hard, though, when like, he's your dad. Because you there's going to be half the people who think his dad's a legend and half of them are going to go, his dad's an old. Did you think it's harder for him to make it because he's dad's successful or do you think his dad's can I go him to where he is or that? I don't know. Cause I it's so it easy for folk to say, oh, you're where you are because you're there. Ah, exactly, but I think it might be harder. So they are. Do you know what I, mean? like, I think it's going to be easier initially because he's got the contacts. Aye, because how many people are going to write you off? Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then, oh, you'll know, guy was as for like folk hang on, or I don't like you to do something going to like this. Aye. Do you know what I mean? But here's the other one that I think's hilarious. Uh, it's a band that you like, and is is Mondar actors? He's from Newcastle. Oh, this is going to annoy me. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Wait, is Mo and Dad actors? Aye, the, the guy's in there. Uh, is Mo's an old... Newcastle, I'm trying to When I think about Newcastle... No, is Mo's like Denise Welsh? Welsh? Welsh. Denise Welsh, me, I have no clue. When I think about Newcastle, no, I just think about Sam Fender. Aye. I think that's... That's your next step. Oh, he's... Oh, do you mind? I went to see him in the bar as well. Well, no, no, there in October or something, but it's unreal, man. Yeah. He's doing mad things. But I feel as if he's been on a similar journey, albeit he's a, a lot older than you, you know. Like, mm. he started off playing himself with no band. Aye, I've seen videos of him, and he's like, he's playing acoustic gigs in pubs, he's got a totally different voice and all that as well. Like, Aye. don't know what the tunes are. Do you know who I'm talking about? Well. Who is it? The 1975. 1975. You, you don't like them? Aye, what's I? I thought, I thought we were, I thought we were talking about a band I liked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another one. Whatever his name is in the nineteen seventy five. Um, Matty or something. See now, if you look, if you Google him right, you'll know exactly who his mom and dad. You'll know exactly who they are. And I just think he's clearly got to where he is because his mom and dad. Right. But then that, maybe no. Well, we. I don't know, man. So that's funny. Yeah. We mentioned Newcastle there. You played in Newcastle right. with somebody else who's absolutely smashing it. The new Jamie Webster. Oh, aye. How was that? Oh, thank you, man. Um, that was class. And that's actually the night I found out I was playing transmit. Cause, um, oh, is it really? Uh, aye, it was aye. class, like, someday, you know? But How did that come about? So, because I, I can see why, just now, you know, you're smashing it in Scotland, you're selling out gigs all over the country, but then to take that step and start playing down south as well. I, I like it, like, down south especially. Like, I think, I don't know if a lot of folk will agree, but see Newcastle and Scotland, it's a very similar atmosphere to gigs. Mm-hmm. Like they can similar type of people, aren't they? Exactly. Like very. And, um, so I think the further it's like, I'm trying to get further and further down England, but a lot of it has been in um, Newcastle, but I've done a few things, festivals there, but Jamie Webster, it was like, it was the 1st of December, and um, it was great, played it, it was packed, uh, it was the boy one room. Right. So it was massive. Is it that like an old warehouse? I think so, it looks like that anyway, yeah, but yeah. I think it's like a thousand something capacity and it was like grand. Good. When I was playing and he came on, great set, and then was heading home in the morning, just get the email. Right. Buzzing. I know, I was falling asleep now. Wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> How did that gig come about then? How did you start playing in Newcastle? Playing Do you know, so I think there was a lot of stuff that like... I think Scottish promoters had stuff done there and then, but when folks see you doing well in Scotland, they kind of went to, because I think maybe folk in England will... They probably they look to Scotland for inspiration. Exactly, well. I think they want to... Because if you're having a festival, you want as much variety as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, not even music-wise, but like... If you're having folk that are off of the same city, you know, you want to bring folk for over, so... It was sort of like Newcastle promotions. I played This Is Tomorrow right. as well. That was a great festival, that was Sam Fender. And, uh, Did you meet him? No, but no. well, do you know... It was like the same distance as like me and Alan and it was just walking past and he went, alright. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It was class. But uh, he was going to do it, but um, that's a good festival, didn't it? Aye. Do you know, I, I find it really interesting because I think there'll be a lot of people that watching this podcast that probably think, how does that boy get all these gigs? You know, how does it grow? People don't really understand um, how well, it works. Sometimes, you know, it's not enough people. You might think that, like, you know, so you're like, I don't know, because I keep going back to this, but it's just good that folk will give you a chance at this age, because mm-hmm. 11, fair enough, but even at 15, you know, Aye. I still think, but I think it's because folk have given me a chance in the first place that I started doing well at this age, and because, but see, I don't think you can really hold the age against me, sometimes it's like, it's good that folk are like, you're the youngest, but sometimes you want to just be seen for your music, Exactly. and like, you want to merit the fact that even if you were 
30 people would like your tunes, you mm-hmm. know, just because of your age. But I think if you're selling at venues and stuff in King Tuts, then I don't see any reason why folks should give you a chance at that point. Exactly. But it's almost like people might be thinking that you're getting the headlines just because of your age, but then when they see you play, they realise there's a lot more to it. Well, I hope that's the case, because, like, you wouldn't... I wouldn't like folk just coming to see me because then what am I going to do when I'm 18? <laughs> right. I, I read a tweet recently. It was after a gig you played in Runabout Middlesbrough somewhere. And it was a guy that... Oh, that um, was that one I done like, last week? Last week or something? Aye, aye, aye. And the guy tweeted, like, I thought you were amazing. Like, I couldn't get out of the sound. And then I found out you were 15. Well, that's what, that's, that's, that's class. Exactly that's that. class. Aye. That's what I like. But um, I can't even remember where that gig was last week. It was not all that. It was like Redcar or something? or. Stockton and Tees. Stockton and Tees. Uh, it was but it was... Um, Must have been memorable if you can't remember where it was. I know, it's just, <laughs> see, my head's like that, man. But, because that's, I'd never heard of the place before I'd done the gig, but no, it was a good gig. And, uh, I was on the second stage, but it was, it was, it was a good gig, man. And you know, a lot of folks in, because they were in the crowd, and as you said, there was a lot of folk coming up to me after it, being like, and you're only 15. So that's, that's good. You'd rather be that way than... Because they're already liking it, do you know what I mean? But, Absolutely. to be fair, if folk find out my age and then they like the tunes anyway, it doesn't matter, but... I just think it'd be good for folk to like music, regardless. Exactly. So. Right, tell me this. What inspires you to write songs? Because, see, when people aren't older musicians, right, they've got mm. all this experience. life experience. Aye. They've, they've been rejected, or they've not got a job Aye. that they wanted, or they've had their heart broken. don't know, it's just a lot of... I feel like you do have some experience in life when you're, like, 15 and Bell's out, but... You're, <laughs> uh, there's a lot to write about Bill's hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Because you're right, a lot of tunes will know, but like, folk might know what to hear this, but a lot of, a lot of tunes you'll hear aren't they real. Like, There's all the stories in the tunes, they're not going to be, even stories, like actual stories. Like, I'm not going like, to, a lot of people are like poets and songwriters, but some of the stories that you think are so good in songs, like, they'll just be. It's just words. I don't want to the magic, but it's just, they just rhyme. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's it, because. I used to struggle, I still do, like, nah, I don't struggle, but I much prefer the music side of it, because I'm much more musical, like, making music, I've got, like, I could make thousands of songs, but then I just spend a while on the lyrics, but music always comes first to me, I don't know how folk can look about life and go, gotta write that down, and, like, I think somebody says all that, I don't really catch on to stuff like that yet, but mm-hmm. I just think, when I write music, then I think a melody and then the words kind of just flow to you but I have wrote some songs about stuff but I think again you'll, it'll be better than there's some life experience about it and stuff How much input do you let the, the boys in the band have? The boys in the band we kind of I do all the like do you know I, I've write tunes like because music and that I'll write it in the house like chords and melodies and stuff and they'll just add like bringing it to life do you know Got what I mean? like because Rab is an amazing drummer Oh amazing and he'll just add something you want to put it in some jazz time and all that, I'll say no. <laughs> but we'll put it, you can have a wee fill, right? And he'll be loving it, man. I'll be just give my shades on, man. And he'll love it. And Rennie's just good basis. He'll just. I've done it. I've done it. I've just noodle, man, wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Um, it's a different dynamic. It's a different dynamic as well, I think. if User collectively a band and you've all started together, whereas they're playing Aye. under the Connor Five name. So I suppose oh, that gives you. I think about that. I'm like. It gives I'm you a bit more authority to say, nah, I don't like that. I know, but that, they tell me to do that because they know I'm boss in the studio. Do you know what I mean? Like that, but I need to be. I need to be because. Have you never fell out? No. No, no not yet. Wait <laughs> <laughs> until you're a bit older, though, again, you fell out. I know, man. <laughs> nah. No, yeah, we can all. Because we all kind of like the, the way the tunes are going anyway, so we're like. We want them to be, we kind of hear them the same as each other before we play it anyway, so it's kind of like, there's been times when we've went to rehearse a tune the first time, and they'll be like, I will keep it, keep it like that, and then we'll just evolve further, because as you play more gigs, you start doing things like mad gigs and go, oh, we'll keep that in and stuff, I think it's just, experience grows with gigs as well. Absolutely, how often do you get together? We've not actually had a rehearsal since St. Luke's, mate. Really, so, yeah? yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I say that, but, I mean... We're getting, I think, this week or next week, we're going to start for transmit, but yeah. already get a rough set list. But you've got so much to balance, right? Because I'd imagine you've got exams coming up. They'll just finish, just finish. Right. You know, you, you've got school, you're still young, you yeah. have jobs, whatever. I, I, I bring this up quite a lot because it, it really struck home with me, is when we played a gig with the Snuts, who you've played with yeah, lots of times, you know, is they said to us, you know, they practice three, four nights a week, 
and that they chucked their jobs and that's all they done. And I, I feel that for when they done that, you could see just how much tighter and how much better that they got. I definitely, but I think that's one thing that I quite pride myself on me and the band is like, might not be the most, but a lot of the stuff has technical and I'm like the way it's gone, we've got a tune praying, I think that's like good musically, it's like a lot of just good music in it, but we're a tight band because when we rehearse, like we'll have like good hour long, like few hours sessions and before gigs we hammer it, mm -hmm. but I don't see why we, don't know, it's good, it's a good work ethic to have for like, boys for the snaps and that you're saying, but like, I don't know if I can, I can, you can't expect folk to chuck jobs in. No, no, but at your age I'm saying it, it must be difficult. I, well, I'm, I'm, I play guitar for hours a day and yeah. I'm in my room anyway, so exactly. girls rely on myself to do that sort of stuff, but they'll, they'll all get jobs in that as well, but when we do, we're like really tight. Do you, do you know? feel it distracts for your schoolwork? No, like, well, just be honest. I, I shouldn't say that in front of your motion. Nah, <laughs> she knows this anyway, I care about music much more than school anyway, but... I mean, I'm just still get a barst, don't you? But, mm. <laughs> and you do music at school? Aye. You, your music teacher's not going to watch this, right? Sure, so, right, <laughs> <laughs> how, how does that compare? Like, are they supportive of you? Aye. Aye. No. <laughs> <laughs> or do they sometimes think that they know better? I don't know, I think it's like the same as it. And a lot of teachers might just think that they know better than a lot of folk. Mm -hmm. but, it's the same as even like musicians that are older, like if you're a musician that's your age and you're, say you're good, I'm not even talking about me here, but like you're good at your instrument or something, but some old guy that was like, you know, just could have been, I'm not even okay, but somebody that's like a bit afraid of the ego at like mm -hmm. 30 or something might just say, oh, you're doing that wrong or something just to kind of put you off at your age, but yeah. I don't know, I think you just had to kind of this is block it out, but you like, you like some uh, constructive criticism, I always take it, Aye. I mean, like you. You know, you'll take it, especially if it's, like, you talk about it with the band of stuff, like, we could do this better, that was good, you know, it's always good, but sometimes you just get folk out there that just don't want to see you do well, mm -hmm. and you're just going to have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. and it's actually interesting to see that with constructive criticism, <coughs> because some people can take that really bad, but, I, but there's no point in somebody just telling you you're good all the time. Exactly. Because you'll never get better. Uh, you'll never get better, and you won't know specifically what to pinpoint, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff like that that we've worked on in the studio like this. Say like a specific bit in a song where you want to be tighter and then that one point in the tune can make the song because mm -hmm. like you get a lot of just wee details and tunes and folk go like, oh I love that bit you like you hear a tune and you go you like tell somebody in the morning shut up for a minute till you hear this bit like it's stuff like that they, it's memorable moments and they stuff. don't realise that you've spent months trying to get that perfect I, I know like I, it is a lot like that but um, I think a lot of folk they start to see it when it's like live and stuff which I quite like but Absolutely. When's new music coming out? Don't know yet. Get a few, get a few tunes. I think I'm, the next tune I'm going to put a slower acoustic one. Mm -hmm. uh, put that a lot on band tunes recently. Do you know what I mean? No. Folks still like the aspect of like wee midway acoustic sets in my gigs and stuff. Absolutely. Which I do. Um, well, when, when we played with you at St Luke's, I really enjoyed like smashed out your set and then mm -hmm. the band went off stage for a couple of tunes and you calmed it down total singing because a lot of folk I thought a lot of folk like that stuff though like seeing the first album it was all like leaving and sort of stuff like that and that's one of the most sang back songs so you can't really chuck that because a lot of folk that might be their favourite part of the set mm -hmm. especially because it's not like an actual full band you know it'd be quite weird if like the Strokes were playing and something and, and, and Casablanca's just come out and done a big acoustic bit but because I before I started playing with the band, I had a lot of acoustic tunes I carried really patched in because they're some of the most like, listened to stuff. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I've been to see a few bands and like the band will go off and the lead singer will stay on. And it it's can just, be good for one I, or two. I find that quite egotistical Aye. because it is the band, whereas if it's something like yourself or it's Sam Fender or it's their name. Aye, because I'm saying that, it. I think, does it make me look like no, that? No, because it's, it's just because I think, oh, you're playing with me under my name, you do what I say, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whose name's on the kick drum? You know what I mean? That sort of stuff, right? But you're like, oh no, I can't make it sound like that. Yeah, it's all coming out now. Yeah, I know. Bossy in the studio, <laughs> whose name's in the kick drum? Fucking hell. They put a finger wrong, they're out. I make Rob pay for the drum skins as well. <laughs> <laughs> Should get his face on. <laughs> I'm so up for that. Him and his man. No, I'll let him do what he wants, but because if you want, I'll let him wear all his man's flowery shirts at gigs and stuff. You know, I used to think you were a nice boy. Spots, uh, no, it's all a lot of folk do, you know. That's why I don't do podcasts. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny and, uh, no, you don't want to look like that that's what I mean because as you're saying there when you see bands do it you think 
Face for the radio because it's the whole band and they're gigging. What they'll just all sit and play guitar quite like that Aye. instead of just the one guy staying on it. Totally agree with you. You mentioned Rab's flowery shirts. Oh, I love them. Do you have a Do you have an image? Do you, like if they turned up wearing something, would you be like, no? No, I don't. I, I just you've seen me at gigs. I just wear my my Adidas trainers. <laughs> I've got about seventeen pair of jeans and pretty good t-shirt. Aye, pretty good. They should be paying you. They should be paying you. Oh, don't tell me. No, but. Um, <laughs> No, I don't know how to imagine that. Like some bands are like, no, you're ready to wear white socks and that. Like, <laughs> just don't know. Really. I, I think it's about the heat you want. I'm going to play this back to you in three or four years when oh, you get wrapped in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all going to latex suits, man. I'm not to dance. No, no, I love that, man. I think it's hilarious. Man. That's class. Right. It's been a very, very quick four years to get to where you are. Mm. Although it probably seems like a lifetime. Give us some of your highlights. For those that haven't seen you, haven't heard you before, tell them what you've done and what's been the best bits for you. Because um, it must be hard to take it all in. But I think this isn't even trying to... Look, this is a genuine thing, seeing the, the four years I've been doing it, there's a lot of highlights. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, there's loads. Obviously the big ones are like St. Luke's, King Tut's. I've not even played Transmit yet, but being asked to play, that's Absolutely. a highlight in its own. Uh, all the support gigs I've done, kind of snots, Jimmy Webster, all that, like the Jerry Simon the H6 thing, but... Don't know a lot of them are just I think the main one will always be like especially playing with a band now, right? See when you're playing one of your own tunes and you can still hear folk in the crowd singing it when you're playing with a big like bass like band, like Aye. cool drums and that, like folk are singing it loud and it's good to I think it's always good to see that folk can take a good meaning for your tunes because Absolutely. I quite I, I like writing like that as well, see, because I I don't like recording. Mm-hmm. That's I'm no idea. Do you know like hearing yourself back or? Not even that, but it's just a pain, man. Seeing the studio, it's I feel like it's quite robotic, and you kind of get a lot of musicality out of you because you're doing the same bit, and it's not very. Whereas, see if you watch somebody live, and you can see all their like musical knowledge coming out playing guitar, like you can see that they're very good at something. But if you're playing something over there in the studio, and you're just, I don't get you wouldn't get sick of it, but see playing the click tracks, not I feel like it takes the life at the tunes that you've wrote, and they feel quite. Uh, you're like, not getting over. the energy I like. Exactly. It. But, uh, so that's when I write tunes, I think, oh, this bit will be good for the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, that will be good for, like, a crowd. Absolutely. That's what you're writing for. But then, um, highlights are focusing on your tunes and stuff. Uh, selling out a gig. What selling out. Dundee. That sold out in, like, two days, I think. King Tut sold out in one day, and that was on my birthday. That's that was amazing, class, man. And, um, and I suppose as well, like we touched about it when you get down to England, when it is somewhere like Dundee, even though it's just a few hours up the road, you know? Because yeah, I still got a gig there and I'd never been before. So yeah. it's stuff like that where you think, oh, this is like, that's cool, man. That's amazing, eh? That's yeah, good. Because obviously, like, you wouldn't, Glasgow's my hometown for gigs, but, I don't know, it's still that part. You can't expect, just because it's your hometown, though, you're still surprised when it, you sell that venue. It's just, mm-hmm. no matter the capacity either, I just think it's selling it. That's cool. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I think what's really testament to you, and you wouldn't class this as a highlight, but I would say as a highlight mm-hmm. for you, is as much as you're good at making music, you're really good at networking, and you're really good at making pals with other people, and uh, you know that that speaks a lot about your personality okay. and who you are as a person. Do you know what I think it is as well? I meet a lot of folk at gigs, because you know, I'm constantly at gigs. Mm-hmm. Like, I love going to see music, and like, there is, I know a lot of other bands like using like, a lot of the other folk that you'll meet at gigs or something or you've played a gig with them and you keep with that contact and then you just can both help each other out sort of thing and it's good to have man there's a lot of that in Scotland as well because you've seen like see all the West Lothian bands like March Art and yeah. the Snuts and that and then you see lineups while they're all playing it and you're like it's class it's, it's important that they do that because I feel that that's only a new thing Aye. like in back 5-10 years like it was really competitive and people were trying to push others down to climb up the ladder whereas now it seems like there's a there's more of a community feeling. I don't think uh, you wouldn't really do that anymore I don't even think you see a sense of competitiveness but it's healthy Aye. I think but there is a lot of community sense about it and stuff and sharing folks like stuff about it and Absolutely. You know, it's just good because the amount of gigs you've got off 
as you say, speaking to people or mm-hmm. keeping in touch with folk. So and not as slate the whole music industry, uh, right? But we had a laugh about this before we played uh, St. Luke's. Uh, and they were asking who you want to support you. And you ended up asking us old bastards, right? Uh, <laughs> it's like, this is me going to sound like a total dick, right? <laughs> but there's a type of musician that just isn't you. Like you're a, a boy from a working class town in Lanarkshire mm. and you're not the same as... I don't know how to put this into words. Just, how would you explain it? You know, you, you know what I mean, don't you? Like, well, like, if they're asking me to support somebody, why would they? I, if they asked you to support them, you're like, I don't want all these Glasgow bands. I like, um, I don't know, I quite like the fact that it ended up at Lanarkshire gig, man. Uh, I just, I like that. I but, also, class, but I think it's also, I want to touch this because I feel like it's a nice, it's a nice soft school because I've supported you and mm-hmm. it's like, I just like that sort of stuff. We're past it now and we need to support no, you. No, it's not even that. that. I just thought, because I enjoyed playing the gig, man. I just thought, and I like your tunes, that's me. Right. I just thought, I'd rather that than somebody... Like, not even that I don't know, but something that I, you know you tr- you trust for your gig. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, you want your gig to be as good as it can be. Do you know? What I was trying to say, right, is I feel as if there's people that play music that are amazing at music, but mm-hmm. they don't have the social skills that you've got. All oh, right, like, and do you know I feel that that's really important that you've got that you build these links. You know, you people really respect you for who you are as well as your music. And I've had a few. I've had a few. I know what you're talking about. I've had a few bands in music that have either supported somebody. Or like had somebody support them, and it's like you're not even might not even be supporting a celebrity, mm-hmm. just somebody that's doing that wee bit bigger a gig than you, but yeah. they look down at you. That's what like, I mean. like, like, like. They might be doing well in music, but they're no. I don't think anybody's that big that they should be looking down on other people. But you know what I mean, regardless. That's or like somebody will be supporting. Like I've had I know folk music that have said I've had somebody supporting them. And they've took the gig, but then when they get there, they feel like they're acting like, oh, I don't need this and all that. Like, mm-hmm. I've had that happen to me as well, man. Like, just gigs and you think, like, you almost make it asking somebody to place it because they're, they're like, um, they just walk about the place like they didn't know what to do. But every one of these people that is higher up the ladder than you at present mm-hmm. that you've supported have asked you back. Uh, you know, most uh, of these people have said, come and play with us again. I uh, like that. No, that in itself is a skill. Uh, well, I don't know, I think, because I'm not really, a, I'm not really shy on that, um, and that's how you get a lot of gigs, because mm-hmm. I just need to chance it, as I was saying, for getting your chances, but you need to ask in the first place. Absolutely. Because uh, at 11 years old, when you've never played a gig, nobody's going to come out to you and ask, right. do you know what I mean? So you need to put your foot in the door sometimes and talk to other bands and stuff, which... I feel as if they take you everywhere, right? We'll just praise your mum and dad for a while because Aye. they deserve it. They take you everywhere. Um, you know that and you're very thankful to them. Aye. But like, is there a stage where you would need to get somebody else to manage you or booking agents or... Just is that interest coming? It's that, <laughs> just like folk have asked about it. That's what I mean. You get, as you said earlier, talking about the band, which are they? You not even to be sceptical about folk, but you can't trust everybody. Because mm-hmm. the amount of folk that have been ruined by people when they were doing well and it's just put them back to school and one and all. Like you can't, I totally agree with you. You can't do that sort of stuff. And you're, I think managers, sometimes you look at a lot of managers and they want what's best for them instead of the act. Mm-hmm. Or the artist or something and they'll, the artist will have an idea what they want to do a plan and the manager will totally take them away from it. Or managers will pretend that they can do a lot for you and... Yeah. Maybe doing better for them. But when the spotlight's on you the way it is, there's there's a lot of people and I would imagine there is some genuine people out there. There's Aye, a lot of people that are, exactly. And that's where it comes in a bit sceptical because you can't really tell, but I mean you know folk and you'll have heard the folk that have managed big bands and stuff, but you're you still need to be wary of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, that sort of stuff. It's gonna be an interesting like road ahead. I know. Because you obviously want to open the doors but you well, you need to know it's the right does all the gig sort of stuff, but Steve at ATC mm-hmm. bookings he does the bookings and he's quite he's quite good for that as well. So I feel like get on it, don't know. I mean Aye. don't see why. And I feel that know that I want to put pressure on you, but I feel mm-hmm. as soon as you hit sixteen, you know, Steve has done a lot of booking agent stuff for you. Aye. I feel as if there's just gonna be so many more doors open. I, I I think so because I think especially at at sixteen it's good like that, but I think even more so at eighteen. Because mm-hmm. um you can go on the road, you know, you can... That's it, tour, we, you can we've done it in Scotland there, and I think at that stage you'd be fine as long as you're doing venues and you're, you know, you're behaving yourself and that, and you're 
alright, but I think just a lot of maybe people that wanted me to play something won't because they know my age in the first place. So hopefully that will come out of folks' minds and then the the one thing that <laughs> I'm gonna praise you again, right? And I hate doing this because I know you don't like it. The one thing that I think is amazing about you is when I was your age, I would end up getting steaming and making an arse of myself, mm. or there'd, yeah. be, there'd be other distractions out there, and it seems like you've got a really sensible head on your shoulders. Like you, you don't get to, you don't get drunk before gigs, you don't take no, the piss. Like you're not one of these boys where it's ten minutes till you go and folk are gone. Where's Connor? No, you know, it's like you're very, very sensible, and at your age, when you're you're in that environment where people are drinking, people are lively, you know, they're rowdy. I will. I no, I wouldn't. You just. I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't trust myself either. Because mm-hmm. here at a gig, you know, people have paid to watch you, and I've been, to a, I've been to a few gigs like seven famous folk. Like some of them do it well when they're steaming, mm-hmm. and I'll praise them for that, right? But you go to watch some bands, and you're like, well, this guy's leveled. Right. Like I've went to see like big bands. You've paid money for it. I've been it's like off the stage, not right? like because they can't even walk. Well, it's but like it's bad. But that's wasting folk money, especially when they're a big band. They're charging like forty quid a ticket or something. Exactly. And folk have. Spent time travelling and trying to get there and all that, and yeah. you, yeah, you might put on as good yeah. a show as you can, even if you're not drinking like you just you need to put it your best. Yeah. But well, I mean, at your age, there, there is a lot of distractions, and you often hear it with mm. like football players. You know, I, yeah, I could have been a football player, but or oh, girls and drinking drugs or whatever yeah. get in the way, and I just think I really hope that you keep at this yeah, and that you don't get distracted. But I think I've been amazed at like how professional you are. Why? Well, I, I just kind of. You've got folk around do that. Like, I wouldn't do it anyway, but I think it's important to have folk around you that you like, as you said, you can trust in that, that mm-hmm. aren't in the, the wrong sort of. No, they're not dragging you in the wrong you know, direction. Like, you know, so that's what I'm saying. It's, don't know what will happen in the future, but everybody I've, you know, I've written, I've got them, I'm pretty happy when it's working, so I don't see why I should fix something that's not broken, essentially. You know, do you know what I mean? But do, you ever, do you ever like vision the next? year or the next five years like this is where I want to be I think I'd love to be like be honest like, like if, if you do then say it mm. I know that sometimes that's a I'd game love to on yourself I'd love to sound like it's that crap like job interview question right you'll maybe not know this because you've probably known no, many I've, jobs I've seen but films say, where, where, do you, where do you see yourself in five years uh, you know? I, I never know how to answer that if somebody asks me no, but I've got goals but I'd love to sound like some sort of a, inspirational on Facebook saying that I'm loving in the moment but you do look forward to things you know what I mean right. even if it's just at transmit which is next month I'm thinking about what I'm going to do there how you're going to segue tunes into tunes how you're going to react and how you I'm quite I'm good at judging a crowd as well like see if I'm doing a bug gig or something three years and you play a couple of tunes and the ones folk react to that's what tunes you play but obviously with these gigs it's a set list you've got so Play that sort of stuff, but in five, ten years, I do even it's not as much general, but like I'll still do music in some sort of capacity. Like, I'd love to do all this, but if this doesn't work out, I'm definitely still going to be in the music game because it's all about doing. I'd hate to do you mean if it wake up every day, no, but do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it might know there's amount of folk that's happened to, but mm-hmm. I'd hate to get up every day. And go to a job that I just I'm not happy with. Mm. That's that's my main thing in life. I just want to do something that I actually want to do. Yep. So music, and hopefully in the next couple of years, got a sort of plan for this year where after transmit, few more gigs, get done in England, do some stuff there, and put it tunes, just keep relevant. Mm-hmm. Kind of you know you want to do it really fade away for yep. a long time, because then it's harder to come back. So just stay relevant, keep doing gigs, keep put putting my names at festivals so folk are seeing it in posters and just getting it stuck in their heads, do you know what I mean? So Absolutely. That's kind of what you need to do. What other festivals have you got lined up? Yeah, I've got a lot. I've got, oh, I've got one in um, Hebkill or something, that's something stormy. I've seen that actually. It's funny to go up there, I've never There's been There's a lot of like There's traditional lot. Scottish bands playing in there. That is, but they get like some people at me as well, but they, um, it's good music as well because even Scotland, like the amount of places I've been for gigs that I didn't know existed in Scotland right. in the like class. It's a great way to see the country as Definitely, because well, yeah. you're going there for a purpose, but I there's been so many places that music takes you. Like, because you're like, well, you don't know where you're. But I've got um, Bella Houston. Oh, right. Bella Houston. Yeah, Bella Drum. Have I you been to that before? No, I've not. Oh, been. it's amazing. It's 
Ah, that was still one of the best festivals I've been to. I was down at Redwood Station the other night with Ross Coots, who does Clean the Glow. No, it's the new one. But Walk right. Lomond. Right, okay. Lomond Radio. Right. But, um, he says, he had to ask you that's the best festival in Scotland. Right. And a lot of folk have said there's something for that. And Ross Coots, for those that maybe know he's been mentioned on the podcast a few times as well, I feel as if he's somebody that's got so much to answer for, for the oh, Scottish music scene. Definitely. Another guy that puts on gigs across the country and has for years and years and yeah. put folk like yourself on, but so many of these West Lothian bands. Yeah, you can, I think even like, it's nuts and that, I think I know he marked, uh, last time I knew he managed Mark Shelton stuff, so he's, mm-hmm. he definitely does well, but he's a guy that you can like, you can trust. he's a proper like manager as well, but yeah. he, he put on gig in the Goyle Festival, it stopped for a while there, Covid and whatever, but um, it was in Lock Gilpet? Goylehead or something like that. Yeah. Um, one of the best festivals you ever go to. Like, right. The bands are good, there is a lot of that traditional stuff, but a lot of stuff like I played it. Um, it's just a lot of that West Lothian scene played it as well. Louis Capaldi played it one year, he had Jerry Cinnamon there. Right. And it's like one of the best run festivals you do. Yeah. Because like, Ross loves all that. He's, he's got like, see the breakthrough stage. Mm-hmm. It's one of the busiest stages. It's like all the up and coming bands, but then yeah. they have like Donnie Monroe headlining or something, which totally. is good. So. And there's a lot of people that, you know, go to gigs that are organised BDF because it's the big acts and that's where the money's made and you know they, they do an amazing job but there must be so many people across the country like we Ross that do it for the lovely music that don't get the praise yeah, that they but deserve. I don't think there's enough of it anymore Aye. you know what I mean but that's how you appreciate the folk male mm-hmm. because they're doing it but um, no it's good there, there is a lot of that like I know what you're saying the, just getting the big bands in and stuff but even like bigger festivals like Transmit I see them starting to do it like mm-hmm. this Folk the same level as me getting asked to play Transmit as well, and it's good for always. Absolutely. Because you're thinking about Glasgow and Transmit. Folk that are playing the stuff, they'll know it, like strokes level or whatever, but they're getting asked to play it. It's good to see, like, Dylan John Thomas has always done well, but he's, like, main stage at Transmit now, and you see folk that you like. They were obviously doing well, but you see them shooting up to, like, the proper level, like, it's nuts and that. And Again, you must see yourself in them as well, you know, if they can do it, then I can do it. Well, I think, I think you sort you need to have that attitude because mm-hmm. if you don't believe in yourself, then, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of you need to be able to see yourself doing it because it, it doesn't point in doing all this if you don't want to stick it like yeah. properly do it. So yeah. that's the other drums amazing to go back to that because it's up. It's just outside Inverness, as I, you know. This I think bit. I drove past like the actual place where we're going another gig for the north, but um, oh, it's amazing and and what I feel maybe this is me being harsh on Highlanders, but my dad used to stay in the Highlands and my sister did, and not no much happens up there so Aye. see when there is big things like that everybody comes out everybody's really looking forward to it and it's it's a dead family orientated festival so like, I'm sure kids can get in you know you see folk walking about with wee kids and dads I think that's how I probably don't that's one of the things that didn't bar me because of my age because it is a sort of I'm a festival it looks massive as well who else I'm is on, on the, the main stage but I'm not even sure right you're on the main stage no I'm not on the no, main no, stage no, I'm no. saying but the stage I'm on looks class Aye. like everything looks amazing I don't know who else is playing but I've seen like a Last couple of years, did they have big bands uh, playing it as well? Uh, yeah, I seen this nuts a few years ago uh, with my dad, who was La Fontaine's were playing as well. No, uh, seen a video of Colin Mustard playing it once, and uh, it was like they had like twenty thousand people. It's brilliant. Stage man just all walking <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> They're amazing. Like, <laughs> it's fine, man. It's good. Uh, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So you're saying in five years' time you'll be headlining Transmit? Is that what you're? No, I never said that. Is. I just can <laughs> rewind this. I never <laughs> said that. <laughs> That's brilliant. No, do you know what? I, I honestly, this is something I think about a lot. I really hope Team the Park comes back. Because I, I don't know what it's like, but see videos and stories you hear about it. Like, a lot of folk, like, I know for reasons that get cancelled and stuff, but a lot of folk were there for the music. Yeah. Uh, like, it just looks so good, man. Absolutely. All the biggest bands. I know bands will say this wherever they go, right? See big bands, like, oh, you're the best crowd I've ever played. Like, this is great. You know, <laughs> thanks. And then, but a lot of folk they say that about Glasgow and Scotland in general, team the part that's best stuff mm-hmm. played, so just be good to see if I wasn't playing, I would definitely go go because I've got to gigs all the time. Do you know one thing that I've noticed you've been doing, and I suppose that's a similar, but this isn't really like media because we've known mm-hmm. each other for years. We transmit coming up, you've been doing so many more like interviews and TV I, stuff, and that radio. is it though, isn't it? Because yeah. like you get a lot of that must be a new experience for you as well. I can see, I like this because it's kind of laid back, it's a chat, but see, we were the Especially live radio. I was doing the. Um, you done go radio then? Go radio. Yeah. I would, I'd, I'd done that rave remake thing there, but the first time I went, it was that live show with Crofty and Grado and see when it's live. Um, um, you're at the spot. Uh, it's live <laughs> and you don't know what to say and your mouth goes all dry and you're like, oh, Aye. I don't know what. 
Um, that Grado's hilarious. Got there, I've just done it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I keep doing it. I've <laughs> 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 just spot. done it. But no, I prefer stuff like this. But with transmit, you're going to get a lot more of that because I've done the transmit media page and they put that out in their TikTok stuff and folk, you see it in the comments, you see it like, actually happening. Folk are going, he looks good, let's go and see him. And that's what it's all about. That's that, amazing. That's what you want. Absolutely. And, um, so where did they do that? Because it almost looked like it was at Glasgow Green. No, the, uh, it was in the, with the big, it was in the DF office and oh, right, right. the transmit media thing. Because they put the big transmit banners up, that's oh, how it's looked like, it's intended to look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done mm-hmm. that, then I've done some like sun and daily record sort of stuff. But Brilliant. Yeah, I was going to get a lot more of that, doing these sort of things, because you see how everybody's playing it, and like, it's just a, it's a good story, I think, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't me, you see Bells Hill, I'll look at a lot of stuff and I'll... A lot of bands used to come out of Bowsville, do you know what I mean? Like, Did you, have you heard many of the bands or like BMX Bandits? Aye, do you know I think so cool. What was it, I think it was team, Teenage Fan Club or BMX Bandits and Kurt Cobain. Cobain. I know, it's, it's class. Apparently like they, they took them down, I don't know what park it is, I think it's where the, uh, it was maybe where, near where the hospital was or where the junior park is now. Like they talk about this hospital, see when I ask him then, like, oh, I was born in Bowsville, but... That's I where I was born. <laughs> Wait, I'm not, I'm not one of you, mate. Wait, what? Oh, I am old. I'm a tell you in Bells Hill. There's nothing in Bells Hill. There's a couple of cafes. I'm mortified. I was just thinking, like, the other day, and there's like celebrities that only fit anywhere near Bells Hill, but they were building it. Right. Right. It used to be the place to be. Bells Hill, place to be, man. Aye, did they talk about it in Kirk Cobain? was like, apparently, in the park, just playing guitar with them and all that. Even, I think about even the, the fact that Team the Park used to be in like, it was in Strathclyde. Strathclyde Park. So you Rage Against the Machine Oasis and all that, being in Bells Hill and Mother. It's just a, it's mad, isn't it's it? crazy yeah. radio head and all that. But then maybe people will be saying that about, about you when you're older, like, oh, that wee so guy was It's quite cool, but that's, I think that's why it's such a big story, because for, like, You're putting Bells Hill back on the map. I mean that, I just think, anywhere, let's see folk that, like, are becoming big musicians that only for, like, Oxford or something that are, like, a big... Aye. Like mid, like high class, upper class, like do you know what I mean? That already like somebody is harder to. I'm not saying Bell's is the worst place, but like it's harder to get recognised when you're not for somebody that's like somewhere that's already massively into music. Because mm-hmm. um, as I said, the band there isn't a lot of bands coming about so now. Totally, it's like Lanarkshire. Like there's a lot of good folk in Lanarkshire now. I feel like West Lothian are obviously taking it their own school and all that stuff, but it's just good to as kind of. Beef there and folk know you're the Bells Hill, so they put it on. Yeah. The aging is that is a thing for press because that is like media mm-hmm. put like a oh, 15 year old. Because it is, a, it is a, I see why it is a story though, like youngest to play transmitting on it, but hopefully, as I said earlier, folk just enjoy the tunes. But mm. it's funny you say that because if it's getting too political, I'm like, I'll keep my mouth shut, but like, I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, now the musicians coming through, it's almost like a lot of people can only afford to be musicians because if their parents have got money. You, know, uh, like they, you do they, see that, and it's mm-hmm. not that's not even me trying to like slide people that are good at music, but their parents like were rich. Do you know what I mean? It's but like what you said earlier. It's so hard for people to chuck their job and aye, commit like, to. Folk, I don't know how they've done that. Aye. I don't know how they've done that because that's because the, the truth is, folk have got bills to pay. You know, they need to yeah. heat their house, they need to feed their kids, whatever. So it, it, long gone are the days where you can just chuck it and think I'm going to try and be a musician for the year. If it doesn't work out, it's then that's fine. Like, can't can do that anymore. Can't do that. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to do that, you need to have some savings on you because <laughs> like, exactly. you know, I mean, it's impossible. But uh, I definitely think just why do music, but. I'm not got a job or that then like, music is my job, you know. Right. Which I really like, but I like to keep it that way. Totally. So And if you keep if you keep doing the pub gigs, I mean you get people. That's it, I mean the pub gigs and stuff and just actual gigs are that's what I like it. Like I love the pub gigs and that it's good atmosphere, it's good today, but hopefully I'll keep putting out gigs and selling them out and stuff and mm-hmm. be nice to play festivals. I love festivals. Aye. Like festival season's class. <laughs> that's an interesting concept again because I don't want to put words in your mouth or change your direction no. of travel, but I feel like you're so used to doing like Maybe last year or before COVID, you'd done like 50 gigs in a year, maybe more than that, like playing Aye. pubs all over the place. But it might come to the stage where you have to say, I can't do the pub gigs anymore because I'm too big for it. Or like because I want to focus on, I'm playing the Barrowlands or I'm playing SWG. I think it's not the fact that too big for it. I think it's that if I'm doing something like that, then I'll You'd want have to, to come to the same one. Like, Aye. Aye, or I want to focus on that more and Aye. make it like a special. Because 
you kind of just go about like being the, the same. Unless you're big, see if you're already famous. I, I say this a lot, but if you're already famous, folk are gonna come to your gigs. Mm-hmm. Like, see, even if you put out the worst album ever, folk are gonna buy it. So you, at this stage, you need to be good. And at each gig, you can't just be the same because it needs to be seen that you've had growth. Exactly. So you need to keep getting better at these gigs until you're massive. And then you can put out a reggae album and folk will still come out, do you know what I mean? Something like that, but no, you just need to keep getting. You might be not like me saying this, but I think the perfect example of that is Liam Gallagher's album that came out this week. And I've only listened to it once or twice, but it's not very good. No, I've been Sorry. Sorry, Liam. No, I feel it's the same. I think his, his first solo album, I don't know if you heard I that. I'm going to see Liam Gallagher in Hamden this year. Aye. Uh, as I said, love got gigs and stuff, but it's the same like a band I've never really listened to is Kasabian, but look at it live, so get a bash and stuff. But uh, I think this is maybe controversial, but I seen Kasabian in their first gig back since uh, Tom Megan left, out. and I thought they were better than they've ever been. With Serge, I, I thought Serge is like he was front man and waiting, and now he's just took his chance. Like it looks bouncing, oh, it, it does look good because I've heard a few of the tunes and I was like playing FIFA, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Like, You're making me feel so old. <laughs> no, I don't even play FIFA anymore, but see when you, see you did play it, there is a lot of that tunes in it. That's how I first heard Sam Fender. Really? Was, was it FIFA really? Yeah. Play God, it was only like FIFA. Like, Mate, that's another thing that people probably... I don't even have a console. People probably don't think this like at first, but I also think another sign of like, making it as a musician is like, if you get your song and oh, something like that. I mean, they must, they must be getting for it but anyway <laughs> but I think it's, it's just everybody will hear that that's playing it and it's amazing it's important to get like a young crowd into your gigs so they're going to your gigs as you grow that's how I quite like some of my pals I like my music so that a younger fan base will grow that are your age and it can be a bouncing gig so. this is going to make me sound even older right Yeah. so you mentioned earlier on you done the transmit interview mm-hmm. and then they put it out on TikTok right Aye. so I'm rubbish with TikTok I don't know how to do it but I've, I've just been putting videos of me singing on it but apparently if then if you don't put something on TikTok well, that's it's today we are chippy in Coventry you're not going to get views I mean there's some chippy on TikTok <laughs> you know I mean? and I don't know why it's so famous right I don't know why it looks disgusting man but folk keep buying this bag of grease and it's like 4 99 and folk are coming for Australia and I had to get that in Coventry I'm sorry right if you've got viewers but I can't imagine Coventry's a destination for people to go anyway but they're all going for this chippy and I don't understand it <laughs> I don't, I, and I've put videos of me singing on it and it's just no it's not the reception maybe you need to start writing songs about Coventry <laughs> exactly I'll start a new trend <laughs> But that's what I was going to say, like, see with your generation, like, that seems to be the place to go to. Yeah, so as, as much as your songs and your networking and whatever else, it's almost like you're having to think about social media as well. This is sort of, like, I don't want to sound too pretentious saying this or whatever, but I don't. I kind of want to, I say this all the time, you want to, it's a good platform, but it's the fear of being, you're putting work into your music and somebody's like, oh, he's famous for TikTok mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, I oh, know, I want to be famous because I'm, doing gigs and something that's all the more legitimate I feel but I, I listened to I can't remember who the guy was he was on the La Fontaine's podcast recently and he said the exact same thing he's like my management keep telling me I need to put things out on TikTok he's like aye, would, you, would you see Bob Dylan putting things on TikTok aye, I know, he's I'm like it's just no me you know Bob Dylan's probably not even got a touch screen but <laughs> I don't know like, I just nah I can't, it's no I use, can't no do use. TikTok I'll scroll through it and that, but I don't know like, I can't post things that are relevant on it. I'll just post things of me singing. I put out that I'm playing transmit. That's obviously going to be relevant anywhere. Absolutely. So I got a good bit on that and comments and stuff. But that's just kind of putting me out there to folk see me playing some sort of cover and then they'll look at me and go, oh, decent. Absolutely. I'll get a ticket for that. But you don't want to be known as like, you see all the time though, you'll see like folk getting millions of views on TikToks, but nobody's got to buy a ticket to their kick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, no, that's true. It's almost like people think that they can get it for free. I saw that, but uh, I'm not saying that, like, because you see YouTubers and that, like, uh, they do a lot of stuff and it must take, like, somewhat, but if you look on TikTok, you can become famous with one video. Aye, absolutely. There's a Which lot is of, great, yeah. like, it's cool, but I think I'd rather, like, I'd rather folk keeping my gigs <laughs> off the merit of music. I never remember the guy's name, he does that song, Tell Me Something Good, see, like, the DJ. Ewan McVicker or something. Ewan McVicker, the Scottish guy, and I, I read an interview with him this week and he was like, I'm playing Amnesia in Ibiza. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Ibiza before, but it's because I put this one song 
out and it uh, became famous on TikTok. That's the thing though, TikTok will kiss folk like. Because everybody was putting his song over their videos. I mean, folk will like use sounds and all that and then it's like, that's what, but I feel like it can ruin a lot of songs as well. Mm-hmm. See like, I've had a few pals to it as well, like see 17 going under by Sam Fender. Aye. That kind of... But see, with it's TikTok, that killed. song wouldn't have went where it was it going. It wouldn't have, but yeah. it was like, I don't know actually, I thought, I wasn't a big fan of the tune when it came out, mm-hmm. but obviously I'm, I'm like that anyway. See, even if it, not even because of TikTok, but tunes grow on me Aye. a lot more. But, uh, no, he's good. He's good. He has good. He's got some good tunes, but TikTok does grow things for people sound wise. But I feel like if you're already like you're you're wary about it though. If you're doing music and that, and you're like, oh, I don't want to be seen as like, oh, he's only famous. He's only doing well because of TikTok. TikTok yeah. I mean, it might help, but totally, it's not my thing. Connor, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much, man. You can check this episode out on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, thanks so much for your time. Really enjoyed no, that. Thanks so much. Uh, for those that have enjoyed this, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Check out some previous episodes. Uh, I go back to start and listen to some more. Top man, good luck in transmit. Cheers. Cheers.